All right, guys, welcome again to, uh, sorry for the uh, kind of the the long break in between episodes. We just had a very, uh, very busy summer full of uh, programming and events. Um, but welcome to our podcast. This is the We Are Indigenous podcast. Um, our guest today is uh, Natalie Fletcher. Uh, we're going to get to know her a little bit uh, more in the episode. But then, uh, but Natalie's actually our new, uh, well, what's your role here, Natalie, at the um. school? I am the assistant manager of the Institute of Indigenous Learning. And then what does that what does that mean to the the people watching or listening? What is it like what is your role entail? So basically, I'm in charge of the day-to-day operation of um, the First Nations Center. So in charge of programming that happens within the center, um, financial aspect of that as well so there's like an administration part of that but mostly anything that has to do with students coming into the center um i would um like assist students with issues that they might have within the institution but also in charge of um bringing people into the center that can maybe provide counseling and um you know, cultural teachings, that sort of thing. So yep. bringing in, um, like we had a drum making workshop. So those kinds of activities yeah. and sort of any kind of requests that students have while they're yeah. at Fanshawe, I'd help them with. And then uh, the question, I guess, is uh, what what made you want to come to Fanshawe and be part of the Institute of Indigenous Learning slash First Nation Center? First Nation, yes. It was actually... Um, because I've sit, I've sat on the Indigenous Education Council for probably ten years yeah. here at Fanshawe, and um, I worked on the Indigenous Action Plan, and seeing all the changes that were happening here at Fanshawe, like really encouraging changes and awesome initiatives that are happening. Yeah. I wanted to be a part of that. So um, when the opportunity came up, um, I applied, and here I am. Okay, awesome. Um, and prior to that, where did you? Uh where did you work? So for 10 years, I worked at uh, Southern First Nation Secretariat. It's a tribal council that's located in Delaware First Nation. Yeah. So local? Local, local. Yep. yeah. So um, I worked in the post-secondary department. I was the manager of um, the post-secondary department. So we we're in charge of post-secondary funding yeah. for Indigenous students. Okay, yeah. awesome. And while you were there, who was your favorite student that you ever had? Hmm, I think it might have been Anthony Johns. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> I know Daniel. A lie. Um, <laughs> Daniel Kennedy. One hundred percent. No. So yeah, we're we're starting to make it seem like we. Uh, this is like kind of our first interaction, but no, Natalie. Uh, Natalie was my post secondary counselor while I was in school. Um, prior to her was. Uh, uh, I'm forgetting his name right now. Marshall. Marshall. Yeah, Marshall George. And then uh, Natalie got on, and my first kind of experience with Natalie was just like through phone conversations, mm-hmm. and then her just checking up, and then uh, then I got hired by her the following summer after she you got you were in your role there, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's like a long history, and Natalie was like a really awesome uh, person to have as like a support system. Um, and I always think of like our our kind of our relationship was always like it was always just fun and joyous, like it was. It was never, like, you kind of see when uh, students kind of interact with their post-secondary counselors, it's very much, like, very stiff and very awkward. And they're not really, they're trying to really paint this picture of, like, I'm very proper, like, here's <laughs> here's your receipts that you requested and stuff like that. And Natalie would do site visits at the schools, and so she would come to Laurie, and she'd visit, 
and I was always excited for it because then it was just a chance for us to like because there were some other students there, but it was like a chance for me and her just kind of hang out again because really enjoyed working under her at uh, the secretariat, and uh, I was just like. We were just, like, sitting there. We were talking for, like, an hour. Like, you met everyone, and me and you just kind of were sitting and just, like, being our typical, like, selves. Just, like, all, like, <laughs> giddy and, like, laughing at laughing everything. around, like, <laughs> you know. And probably, like, just talking to them, like, you know, like, I think it was, like, uh, what I really liked. It was it was just, like, a, being able to have, like, a conversation and didn't feel like, yeah, you were, like, in charge of, like, the funding for me. Um, but you, I don't know. It was, like, it's more of, like, kind of, like, that kind of holistic way of, like, I don't use that word, but like it, it just felt like a human to human conversation that you could yeah. connect with someone and you could just like it would be like a conversation you'd have like just with friends. And I remember the one student was like, like, do you know her? And I'm like, well, yeah, I'm having a conversation <laughs> with her. And they're like, yeah, but isn't she like your funding sponsor? I was like, yeah. And she's like, but you guys were laughing. I was like, yeah. And she's <laughs> like, why? And I'm like. Because we're having a conversation, we're laughing about it, and then she was like, "What were you guys talking about?" I was like, "Geez, like you're just nosy." Like, <laughs> I'm like, "It's none of your business." But like, I think for a lot of people, it was just they're not used to seeing that, and I think yeah. that's what you brought to the role there is that you brought like a a great personality, and it's very impressionable, and you you make people feel very comfortable. Well, thank you. I tried to do that. Yeah, and I, I think that's to. you know, like there's there's like a. a a, a concept of or, or experience of like what it can be like sometimes when you interact with people in tribal council offices or things mm-hmm. like that. And I think, uh, I think for students it's really refreshing to kind of have that positive energy sometimes. And I think sometimes that mm-hmm. all kind of that attitude you get, I think that's because of a lot of just, I think just the stress a lot of people are under and fortunately the things are up against. So it's, they don't always kind of put on that, happy and personable face yeah and being able to talk to but you really brought that to the role and uh you were my how long were how was four four years four years yeah yeah and then i i worked under the secretariat all like those four years and then when the job came up when i graduated uh natalie said like hey they're looking to someone and I, i think you'd be good to like you know, they're looking for a maternity leave at the secretariat. So I got hired there again. Mm-hmm. And then um, kind of, I remember, it was probably in November, that right? That was when the, the job went up for the role here. And Natalie was like, hey, I think you'd be really great for this job. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, what is it? And also she's like, it's a recruitment officer for Fanshawe College. And I was like, <laughs> recruitment officer? Like, <laughs> I didn't go to school to become a recruiter. Like, and I think what it is too is is I just didn't know. I didn't, I think that's the unfortunate thing is sometimes uh, I think a lot of indigenous kids, like they, they're going to school because they're, you know, it's that idea of like, for me, luckily I I was pushed to go to school. Yeah. But it was also, I didn't have like parents to really know what the difference between anything was. So I just knew I was going to school. I didn't know like, about jobs like what like what does this role entail what does that role entail and then she told me like no it'd be like really good like i think you'd be really good for it and i was like i don't know maybe it was just like that post like university confidence where i was like i don't need that kind of job and then i was like <laughs> then my contract wasn't extended but like i, I did listen to her and i did apply for it but you then did. uh <laughs> um 
but it was like a long turnover and uh she, natalie was like she was really supportive and i i think behind the scenes she really was a big push of like how i got that job and you know i remember um it was told like by the hiring manager at the time that like yeah like you beat out people that had like master's levels education for this mm-hmm. role and it's because like um people were really kind of backing you up and and so that was really cool and uh and then um and you've been here five years yeah five years i've yeah. been here for five years and i really love natalie like she's like uh she's definitely like a she's like a second mother to me um and I just always remember, like, oh, like, I just want Natalie to work here so bad. I just want Natalie to work here so bad. And there was an opportunity at one point a couple of years ago, but it just didn't work out. It just the yeah. time wasn't right for you, right? Yeah. And uh, and so then this role came up. And, and you pushed me. Yeah. <laughs> and I pushed her just because I, you know, I think she did a, I think Natalie did a lot at the secretary. Like, she did a lot. And she really made it, like, a strong organization in terms of, like, the education department. Um but, you know, we were growing here at the Fanshawe in terms of our Indigenous staff. And it was just, like, to me, it was, like, a no-brainer to, like... Because she was so... She was such a part of foundational part of a lot of our um, initiatives because she supported them. Like, mm-hmm. our high school, like, our summer college program, she would support it by funding the kids, you know, giving them living allowance while they're doing our summer college program or just like any initiative. Like we could always depend on Natalie backing it and supporting it. And, you know, we're growing and we're going to be doing more and more cool things. And I thought like how perfect would it be to have Natalie? And uh, I was really excited when she applied. And then uh, I also applied for the position. (laughs) Because my manager wanted me to. I think he wanted me to kind of, like, showcase stuff, showcase what I could do. Um, but I remember when he announced Natalie got the job, I was like, I just said, like, I've never been so happy at failing at an interview <laughs> in my entire life. Um, but, like, it was really, I was just really excited about it because of the opportunity. And I just, I just seen the work that Natalie's done, even as a student. And seeing how much she cares about students. And seeing, like, the commitment she has to students and what she's willing to do for students, I just thought it would be perfect for here, for me. Um, you know, mm-hmm. what I what I see, like, for me, what is the biggest tale of, like, what would make a good person to fit in the team is, just, like, you got to have, like, your, your, your care for the students. Like, that has to be there. Like, you can have, like, all your education. You can have all your books behind you. You can have all your kind of knowledge and stuff. But, like, if your heart isn't there, like, if your heart truly isn't in, like, your willingness to go over and above for the students, like, I just don't think it'll ever mesh well or gel well. And because, yeah. like, you want these students, like, you know, there are students are at a disadvantage, but you want our students to feel like someone gives a crap about them, you know? Yeah. And I think you yeah. really bring that because that's how I felt as a student was, like, that you, like, really cared about us. Yeah, and I know? really do care, yeah. you know? Like, um, I f- I feel like there's so many, um, there's so much different pressure that you get when you're going to school, like pressure from your community, from your home, pressure from being funded, right? Mm -hmm. And then the academic pressure that um, you need to have someone in your corner. And like, I really do care. And I'm always so thrilled to see where people go. Like, I'm like, so proud of where you are right now. Like, because I watched that journey Mm -hmm. with you, right? And, and I saw um, your struggles while you were going through that. And here you are today. Right. And you're yeah. still going to school. And uh, like, that makes me really proud to know that I was a part of that journey. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so I see that with a lot of the students, you know, like they have their struggles and they and they get through and some of them come over some really incredible odds of getting where they are. And to me, that's amazing. Right. And it's like it's a huge honor for me to be a part of that journey and to watch it, even if it's just me saying, like, you got this right. Yeah. And then the ultimate is going to the graduation ceremonies. Yeah. I love that. And I remember you really uh, you really struggled, too, when you're deciding whether to apply in that. Right. Because you you said, like, well, I feel like I'm not going to I'm leaving like these students and I'm not like you're yeah. like because that's just was your commitment. Right. You were so even though you were thinking of like, you know, creating a new opportunity for yourself, you're you're, you're still worried about like, what about the students? Right. Mm-hmm. And to me, that speaks volumes is that like. It's just like the the selflessness about yourself, and I think that's like that's what's needed in a lot in these roles, right? I think there there has to be like that idea of what I'm doing is bigger than who I am. What I'm doing yeah. is like bigger, like my role is bigger than me. Like I'm in this role and I'm fulfilling a duty, but it's it's to build towards something bigger. It's not to be like, Oh, I'm Natalie. I'm the assistant manager, or I'm the I manage the center. Like it's it's not like that ego based thing, right? Yeah. And that's even kind of how I approach her for recruitment. Is like it's it's not about me. It's like you know we could talk about in the news and all stuff. Like, you know we could get press coverage for all the stuff we do, but for us, like it's I think that's kind of like the mentality of the center and the mm-hmm. Institute of Indigenous Learning. I think it really comes from Guy. Um, our director and he's just kind of like we doing it because like it's what's needed and it's what's the community needs like if we talk about like every little thing we did like it's it at a certain point like that doesn't seem that it's being for the community that seems like it's self-fulfillment yeah and i think that's one of the things too that really drew me here is like how humble guy is about everything like he's done amazing things here but he doesn't want the kudos or the accolades yeah. for it, right? Yeah, and he he's like, doing he, it for... He absolutely hates, like, attention yeah. being on him and on the spotlight. And I relate to that because I don't like the attention either. Everything yeah. that I do, I don't, like, I don't want to be praised for it. Like, yeah. I'm really uncomfortable with that. Yeah. Um, I just like being able to make a difference in someone's lives or, like, if I can make something great happen here that even benefits one of our students, then mm-hmm. I feel like we're we're making change right yeah so 100 um i think of that whole yeah i think i think it's like that culture work or we we try to create is like that you know kind of what i said earlier is like we're, we're so much what we're doing is so much bigger than we yeah. are and then also it's, it's that idea of being able to be so, so successful i think there's always eyes on us right mm-hmm. and you want and that's kind of like back to that idea of like we don't want to do stuff that seems self-promoting is that there's always eyes, like, in, in Indigenous communities or in First Nation communities, like, there's always eyes yeah. on what you're doing, right? And mm-hmm. even, I remember when I took on that role, like, this role, it's like, I know there's going to be eyes on me, like, how I am and, like, how I, I am in community and, like, how my actions are. And it, it made me have to be very cautious of, like, okay, like, there's going to be eyes on me. So, like, you know, things like going out and, you know, going to the bars and stuff, even though I was kind of grown out of it by the time I got hired here, but, like, that was still part of it. It's like you can't – there's going to be eyes on you. You can't be, like, Mm -hmm. in these spaces where you may run into community members and then – because you're representing the center, but you're also representing, like, your people at the same time. Exactly. And then if you're, like, kind of giving them a messaging of, like, oh, you got to do this and this, this, like, you know, these are kind of, like, ways to, like, be – live in a good way and then Mm -hmm. they see that you're not doing that and it's kind of like 
well, what are you talking about? You don't even, you don't even talk yeah. about, you don't, you're, you're not yeah. even practicing what you're telling us to like how to kind of live. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I really value this position. And I, and I also say like, I'm always looking for my, my replacement. And I think that's like a big thing too, with a lot of us in these roles is that we're always looking for the next one to like take over for us one day. Mm-hmm. Because I think it, it is kind of based on that value or that tradition or that like teaching of like that seven generation thing like everything you're doing now affects seven generations yeah. from now just like everything that we've done is affected by seven generations ago and like i i remember i know i tell like students like that and someone like you, they really perk up it's, it's usually i tell students that are like kind of like oh so how'd you get this job and all this stuff like you can tell there's like an interest mm-hmm. and i said oh this is what i did and i said like i'm always looking for my replacement and they're like really i was like yeah and they're like but like you don't want this job i said no i like the job i love it but you know this is this is a young person's game. Like eventually it has to, the torch has to be passion. It's, it's, it's creating that space for someone, right? Yeah. It's creating that yeah. space to allow more indigenous perspectives, knowledge, ways of knowing in this giant institution that we, we operate in. Right. Mm-hmm. And when I started here five years ago, there was four staff and now we have about 10, close to 10. Yeah. There's right? a lot of us in the center now, and, which and is it, really and nice. And it's in in multi areas. It's not just even student like services. Like it's faculty. Each faculty. I mean, we we have Anthony, you know, that does all our videotography and all like all our media stuff. Right, is mm-hmm. all through Anthony, and it's just it's taken students that have those abilities and skill sets. Like, I think that sometimes is like indigenous people think like they have to go in like just like one field and maybe it's the only field that they're known but it's always like their human yeah. services field and if that's your passion that's great like i can't say knock it because like i'm doing an msw but for me i just want more native kids just everywhere right yeah I, you know and and i think what recently happened was i kind of really thought of like if there's some students that just want to be like fully engulfed in traditional stuff then that's awesome. Yeah. Right. And if there's some kids that don't want it to be engulfed in traditional way, they want to be more modern. That's awesome too. And mm-hmm. if there's kids that want to have a mixture of both, then that's awesome too. I think sometimes we get so caught up in like, no, like you have to be in this way in order to be, you know, be a true native. Yeah. Or it's like, no, well, you know, I don't want to do that because all it's just like we should just be accepting. And I think that really kind of goes back. And I kind of had this thought recently of like. You know, there was a, a counselor that said something about, like, well, what about we do this kind of workshop with students and they have these kind of career cards. And they say, well, what about students that have, like, want to just, like, use traditional knowledge and make a career out of that? And I was like, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Like, we – and for me, it's like I should be cool with that too, right, because if that's the thing. But I just want it to be more collective that everyone is coming. Like, if you have – the big thing to me is, like, you have to choose something though, right? yeah. Right, because you. you it, but if you're just not choosing to be in the the game at all, then it's it, it's really not going to help you or or your family move forward, right? Yeah. And if there's like you know like we need our language speakers and all yeah. that and stuff, but like our language speakers need to respect the people that don't want to do language, and that should be okay, mm-hmm. right? Like, if I can't commit to learning the language at this time, like I shouldn't be less than because of that. Just yeah. like I also shouldn't think less than of them if that's what they choose to do. Exactly. Yeah. And I think it's taken time for, and it's just, it's also me working through all my kind of 
BS in my head and kind of like we're all products of like our environment, right? Yeah. And growing up, like my background was just like a really confusing background. Like being mm-hmm. Oneida and Blackfoot, but growing up in a Anishinaabe t- like community, it's just like for me, it's just really it's gave me knowledge, but it also it's like it really kind of messed me up in like yeah. my viewpoints and stuff too. And see, so all your experience will will change and shape you and put you on the path you're supposed to be on, right? Yeah. Like. I would not have thought when I was coming to Fanshawe doing my program, which was developmental services worker, that I would ever be here today in this role. Yeah. Right? Like, it's just not something I ever would have considered. Um, but the opportunity came up for me to get my undergrad in community in Oneida to do my teaching degree. And when, um, when I went and did that, that's when I started to learn about who I was as an Indigenous person. Because, um, like... I didn't grow up with any of that. Like yeah. my my mom is First Nations, my dad's from Europe. So we Dutch boy. Dutch boy. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm a good Dutch girl. Yeah. Um and you should be proud to say that. And I think and sometimes I, totally I am. think I think uh sometimes uh we get so weary, like, you know, there's that's the reality of like who we are. Like we have like European background, right? And I yeah. think sometimes it's like it's almost like if you're white presenting, you're so afraid to like oh, I'm just like a uh, I'm Caldwell and everybody like and what else you know like and I, I think for me like that's always kind of my big thing and maybe it's something I need to be more conscious of but like to me it's like I know like my kids are gonna not be like full native right mm-hmm. and I want them to be proud of like that other side right but I think that is maybe remnants of colonization that it makes it so difficult like there's almost like a fear to talk about that side yeah because if you're talking about that side it's almost like am I acknowledging the privilege I had you know and and that's where I think a lot of people have trouble like reconciling those two parts of them, yeah. right? And um, but one of the teachings that I learned from an elder is like you honor your ancestors, yeah. and it was those like simple words that really made me think about yeah. that. And like absolutely, like I wouldn't yeah. be here if my dad didn't come from yep. the Netherlands and meet my mom, and they've been together for like forty eight years. Yeah. So like they've I've learned a lot from the two of them yep. just in their interactions with each other and. Um, you know, and, and the, and the culture I get from my mom and then the, you know, the teachings I get from my dad, from his past too, like that just has made me who I am today and I think has helped form me into the person that I am. Right. I I, I think sometimes we're, uh, unfortunately, whether by ourselves that we've done it or for whatever reason, like it it just seems like indigenous is like, we're very like trauma based with our things. Mm -hmm. So by... Therefore, by acknowledging that there is, like, not full Native ancestry, you're acknowledging that there's privilege, and it's almost like, oh, I don't fit in with the trauma of of the Indigenous plight, you know? Yeah. And I think, like, oh, I got to fit in, so I guess, but yeah, I'm just like this, right? Yeah, it all. But for me, it's like, no, you should be happy of, like, you should be happy that you, you're in a position because, you, you know, you had a father that was able to, you know, have a little... Yeah, maybe there was a little bit of privilege here, right? But he probably also sure had to work hard, right? Yeah. But there was also like privilege in terms of like all that kind of stuff, and and I I don't think I think it's wrong for us to poo poo like if people were able to do that, um, but also like you're looking at your role now, right? It's your your way of trying to create pathways for mm-hmm. maybe on reserve, full native or whatever you want to call it, um, to have their pathway to success, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I understand that everyone's on a different journey of discovering who they are or at the like where they how they identify, right? Yeah. So, 
um, I mean, it doesn't make your job easy, right? Because there's not just one fit for everyone or yeah. one situation that like you can relate, like everyone can yeah. relate to it. So, yeah. um, and I think that's part of what I really like about this job too, is um, like being able to work with the s- students. And that was one of my big things is I didn't want to not be able to work with students. I just didn't want to be mm-hmm. all admin and sitting behind a desk and doing paperwork. Yeah. Um, I love being able to work with the students, like sit there and just chat with them yeah. or talk to them. That's the best part of this job, right? And um, if I had to give that up, I, I wouldn't be sitting here yeah, today. Yeah, 100%. Like, yeah. I think that's kind of goes back into that idea of like community based interaction. And it's just, you want to feel connected. Like, and I think, uh, you know, I don't know if this is like a lesson for like, other departments at the at the institution like here at Fanshawe or any other institution I think when your your work environment is located away from the students you lose track or you become jaded of like why you're there mm-hmm. right it's really hard it would be really hard pressed to make a decision if it's going to screw over students yeah because we interact with them so much yeah Right, and I think there's something to it. I think even like how even Guy, right? He, we've had a new renovation in the center, but he still chose to like st- like he could have gone up where all the senior admin go, but he wants to stay in the center because to him it's like that idea of if you're amongst the students, like it, it's a reminder of what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. And you hear them like even if you're sitting at your desk unless you're doing work, you hear them talking yeah. about things, and and you'll get up and you'll go join that conversation yeah. or say, hey, what can I? How can I help you with that? Like, what can we do to make that happen? So, and I'm big on student voice. Like, I'm, Mm -hmm. I really love um, being able to listen to what the students want and then doing something about it and, um, and having them lead those kinds of activities because I think that helps build, um, like, confidence but also leadership, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah, that's 100% true. Natalie is a big promoter because that's all she, what she used to push for me when even I was a student, right? She always, like, you know, she kind of pushed me to always ensure that I had my voice and, like, supported me, right? And I think, uh, you know, I think she even supported me even when my voice was probably not very fully developed in terms of my ways of knowing. But she's, it's still, like, you got to you gotta learn, right? We just learn from mm-hmm. our mistakes sometimes too, right? And that's yeah. what I think sometimes, uh, yeah, it's taken me a long time. And I, I kind of go back and just think of things I've done. And it's like, oh, like, that's, like, I can learn from it, right? And, and for me, that's why I like to get students involved so much with a lot of the stuff that we do. Because who knows, maybe maybe our next recruiter is one of our students currently, right? Mm-hmm. Or maybe one that graduated just not too long ago. But, like, I want them involved to see what it's like, to see behind the scenes as much as possible. And that, you know, I think sometimes, uh, you know, sometimes you can be the face. And, like, sometimes, like, that's like kind of the role I feel like sometimes I, I get because I'm so much in community. Like, I'm mm-hmm. kind of the face of what we're doing and i think to them they're like oh it must be like pretty easy to just do this it's like yeah there's like a lot of stuff that goes behind the scenes and there's like a lot of frustrations and a lot of like stresses and like i i think not to like not like saying i don't like it but like this is like a job when you're in this role is like it you don't it's really hard to turn it off you know yeah you bring a lot of stuff with with you home and i think that's what like non-indigenous world doesn't understand is like when you're doing a job it, it it's not just like you punt you, you clock in you clock out that's it like you carry a bit so much home with you mm-hmm. because you know from our like our knowledge keepers like liz she's always talking about like it's like that spiritual connection you have to these students and it's like if 
things is not going right for them like you just you carry that with you because it's like a, it's almost like a reflection of yourself yeah like you see yourselves in them so much and i don't know if that's like counter transference or whatever like that kind of whatever academic word you want to use but to me it's like it's like yeah like counter transference exists but like also it's like a reminder of like why i'm doing stuff and yeah. why i need to do it yeah right and that's for me it's like part of my big thing right now in my like program my msw is like there's a lot of stuff I'm learning. I'm just like, oh, like, I just, I can't align with it. Like, I just don't, it, it, I get the reason behind it, but I also think in my world, it's not going to be, it's not going to play out how they want me to play it out. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, just turn it off. And it's like, you can't turn it off sometimes, you know? No. And, and you can't because I think part of the job too is like, you have to defend every decision you make and justify everything that you want right so we it seems like we have a lot of battles like we're always fighting or maybe not fighting is the right word but we're always having to say like this is why we want it to happen these are the reasons why and it's like every day you're having those conversations to make things happen right yeah but one of the things that I've learned um is that you also have to pick your battles. Like some of them you're just going to have to let go and others you fight. And if you don't let them go, then yeah. um, that just brings you down, right? Yeah, and you it, don't, it's kind of like yeah. that idea of like um, you're – this is a system. We do – we are operating in a system right now. Um, do do I wish it was more of a system inept to like our way of doing? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I also don't think it's it's there at that point yet. But I also will tell students like don't the system's not made for you. Don't don't also just like quit s- quit <laughs> quit, I guess, right? Quit the, the journey because we need people to infiltrate systems and and organizations to really bring our perspective and I think that's what we're we have been able to do here at the college mm-hmm. is like seeing like doing it getting them to do it our way. But then also seeing the success of doing it our way. Yeah. Like, there's things, like, even with, like, the summer college program, like, I think they're going to start thinking about into implementing it for mainstream students. Because it's a – it makes sense. Like It does. Why not have students come earlier to start courses that are often difficult courses or courses that they're like, oh, like, I don't want to do it. And get it out of the way and get a jump start on the year. Like, that yeah. – to me, like, that's just, like – it's like common sense stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And I think, I think sometimes like a lot of the indigenous stuff that we do or even teachings, I'm like, oh, that's just like so common sense. But it's common sense to us, but it's not common sense to maybe a world that didn't grow up with those kind of ways of thinking yeah. or doing, right? But I, like, I think that Fanshawe is a really good institution for making those things happen. Like they're really open yeah. and like they listen, which again is one of the reasons why I wanted to come here because you're seeing that actual change happen, right? Yeah, and I think for you, you get that perspective of visiting other places, right? Yeah. And how hard it's for them to get changed to even go. Yeah, because you really need the right people in place to make that change happen. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just because it's a system that's sort of built on all these Western views that right. have like have continued for yeah. many, Rituals many years. And structures yeah. and right and it's and the you, bureaucracy. Yeah. And you just need to shake that up a little bit. And I feel like that needs to happen everywhere. Like the education yeah, yeah. system needs to be shooken up yeah. a little bit and I've, let's change. I've, I've had arguments when I sat at like tables where there was a like there was like decision makers, but not here. I'm talking about like a, a governor and like indigenous body or not kind of like that. It was like a a board, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember they were talking about like, 
well, we need to implement this into the, uh, we should talk to the ministry that they need to implement this in the funding model and that, like, they need to make sure, like, if you don't hit this and do this requirement, then then you won't receive funding in your institution. Like, the ministry needs to, and I say, why, though? Like, wh- why do that? Like, why implement, like, I understand, like, saying the ministry to do something. I said, but that's, like, that, the stuff that happens in the school, that falls on the people that are running these departments. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think for me, it's like if things are done, like I always think of like things needing to be done in a good way. And if you're doing like a thing to say like you ministry guidelines say do this, therefore you have to do it. Like, yeah, they're going to do it, but it's not going to be in a way that like they want to do it. Yeah. Br- like, it's, it's like, yeah, they're going to be begrudgingly do it. They're going to do like, oh, I guess we just it's checking off a box. Right. Yeah. And real change, which is what I think that we've been able to do here with our team, is, like, doing things because we know it needs to be done, but also showing, like, it's a game. Like, hey, like, the college looks good for doing this, but our students are benefiting from it, right? It's so much different than what you said. If you're being forced to do it, mm-hmm. it is the effort going to be there? Is there going to have the back and, like, oh, we just got to check this box? Like, and I think that's the yeah. problem. That is the problem with, like, the education system as a whole is it, it's solely ch- run on checking off boxes, you know? And, and you know, I think maybe that's, like, a message to these institutions and all these indigenous departments is, like, you, you have the power to create the change in your institution. Like, give your institution wins. Like, give them mm-hmm. the wins. Like, they're – it's like if you're running a a program and it's failing, well, no, yeah, that's like it's like business one hundred and one. You're not gonna keep yeah. doing a thing that keeps failing. Yeah, give them a program that's gonna do wins. Show them like our ways of doing things and our ways of knowing and how we can do it can be successful. Like I think a big win um, is a summer college for sure that we that we ran, but also that high school day we had last week. Yeah. There was like how many high school students? Three hundred. Yeah, there was like indigenous high yeah, school there was students. Like, close to 300 like these are uh these are all senior students too this is not we're not talking like grade 9 to 12 we're talking about grade 12s and 11s so there's a potential for like 300 new students to yeah. come here next year right yeah and I, I think it's given them that idea of like that perspective of uh you know part of like how we do our high school day which some of the people that are going to be listening like may have been a part of but it's like it's why we we do the the way we do it is like we want students to feel like they're wanted, right? So we'll do the steps of like, yeah, we're gonna put on this like big event. It's gonna cost money, all this stuff, but like that stuff they don't see, right? But what they do see is like the connections that you can make with them, right? Mm-hmm. And we bring in different guest speakers to share indigenous people, not people that are like that work on the talking head like panels and all that stuff. Yeah. Like we're talking about people that are just in roles, like they've utilized education as a way to get into a role. And, you know, they're creating change by being just in, we had, we had two, two young women that work in the banks, right? And they're creating ripple effects in the banking system by having indigenous perspective there. Mm-hmm. You have a, another one of our guest speakers. She was, uh, uh, she, you know, works at Hydro One in the communication. She's creating ripple effects of like how to think about indigenous stuff, right? You have uh, another one who was uh, here at Fanshawe and he's uh, he's has an accountant background 
and he works with closely with us and yeah. it's all like ways of you know using him as a tool to figure out how do we create more change and he's going to have this really cool um campaign that he's going to start in the, i don't know if i'm able to talk about it, but like he's going to start this campaign of like creating a way to muster up more more donations to to support our initiatives because mm-hmm. they see that there's i think maybe it's also because we give them so much wins that like you know senior level senior senior level people are like yeah like you should do this like we should figure out ways to get more financial support for these programs because it's it's being effective right yeah and that high school program um last year i came and i brought my daughter who was in grade 12 at the two years ago it was two years years, two summers ago Yeah. yeah and um so she made a connection with one of the speakers and started taking part in like um, oh yeah that was last year i'm sorry i think it was true yeah, yeah um and started taking part in the programming and it's like yeah. saved her life it totally changed her life so yep. even like that's a win right yeah um because it's it's set her on the yeah. right path she's going to college now yeah not here but yeah <laughs> she'll come cool, here though. one day um but it's it's that idea of like when you bring in guest speakers because i think for sometimes they're maybe not ever chosen to because i think sometimes like there is an overemphasis to to focus on like the the long shot stories, yeah, and that's what game we changers, yeah, and like that's big who names. big names, you yeah, know, the celebrity them. That's what we get yeah. obsessed with, and that's what we like to promote. But you know, those aren't those are great stories, and that's great opportunities for those, and you know that they are able to have that stuff. But those are also like it's kind of like life lottery stuff too, right? They like oh you you made a break as an actor or whatever like that's yeah you got that's, lucky. yeah that's yeah hard like thing. it's hard work but like also like you got a little bit of luck behind that yeah. too you know yeah um and i just want real people talking to like students so it feels like a real thing and then mm-hmm. that's a great thing of like how we kind of conducted it is that they'll do a guest speaker um and we kind of do it in like a talk show style way with uh dave jones from turtle concepts and he brings a really great energy and real positivity and he just you know keeps it up and uh keeps that energy up but he does in a way like it gets it doesn't have them standing at a podium speaking to like a pulpit you know yeah. what i mean like it very much like uh, okay like it does it in a fun interactive way and it, it makes it i think it humanizes people because sometimes i think when you get on stage like it's like oh like they're on stage it must be very important and they are important but it's like so yeah. it's like oh like that's not like I can never be like that. And it's yeah. like you can. Like these are just people just living their lives, doing what they need to do to make a living. Yeah. And know? he pulls you on stage and he like he makes you comfortable. Yeah. And you do things that maybe like aren't totally appropriate but fun. Yeah. Right? Like 100%. Dave's a lot of fun. And uh I think um I think that just connects. Like I I you know, maybe uh, that's what I always I'll 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 go back and talk to all the uh indigenous leads and see what worked and what doesn't work but this thing has evolved it's evolved from three or four years ago when we started doing it and you know even like there's moments when i'm doing it like because you know brian brian who's also works at the center he's our uh our career consultant he really helped out this year with like help like he basically helped plan it like he might even did more of the planning stuff than i did because with Mm -hmm. my role and just being on placement but he he did an amazing job but it's just even having it done so many times, you kind of get all the kinks worked out where it's almost like a, it's smoother running now. Yeah. And that's really, I mean, it's still stressful. Like I still don't, <laughs> I still don't sleep the night before. Like I, I really don't. Like I, 
I, I'm like, I look, at, I just, see, I see the clock every time it turns, like the the next hour. Yeah. But I think that's always like, I think that's kind of like that Christmas morning stuff too. That's like that excitement. Excitement, yeah. Um, but I'm really happy and 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 excited of that event. And, and it was yeah. a great event. It was yeah. great. And I, I think of, uh, yeah, I, for me, I think the idea is that. Yeah, I work for Fanshawe, and I don't know if I should be saying this on the pod, but, like, my <laughs> bosses are not, like, necessarily you and Guy or, like, whoever. Like, my bosses are those those people in those communities, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they're the ones, like, again, like, you're so connected to the students is that, like, you, you're really aware of, like, if, if it wasn't for them, there ain't no, there's no purpose of me yeah. being in this role, right? Yeah, and, and the communities actually entrust you with the well-being of their students yeah. and it's one of those things that I, I think a lot of people don't understand like the community is relying on you to yeah, take because, care of these students because the reality is like the education system isn't a, a walk in a park for us historically yeah. right it's not it's not a and you know we're not going to get into it but like we got to acknowledge it wasn't always a good thing but like we're trying to really create a, a positive way for students to be successful mm-hmm. right and I think I think going forward, that's always going to be kind of the messaging is always like doing things for the, to make it better. Like we just, we, we need more space. We need, we need more space for indigenous students, but we also need the students when they're in the space to really make that conscious effort of like, Hey, like you got to do this, right? You're, you're here now. Like you gotta, you gotta really kind of, and if, you're, if there's hiccups or things on the road or there's things that aren't helping be successful, come see us like right away so we can figure out how to ensure to, get you back on track to be successful right mm-hmm. and yeah. i think just being supportive of each other and just yeah like overall we have a really good team like our team works really well together yeah. um and we have a really great bunch of students that are that are in the center like um so they make it fun right yeah so 100 percent. I, I think makes... it's like really cool like yeah it just some you you want it to be like it doesn't feel like you're going into work all the time, right? And I think yeah. you do a good job. And I think the students really do a good job of, of creating that space to like feel like you can interact, you can have fun, you can you know, you can focus like Yeah. You're you're there yeah. for a reason. And they're also very accepting of each other, which I which I love. Yeah. Like um like one of the students had been away for a little while and she came back in and another student noticed right away like oh you just came back we missed you and yeah. like a hug and i'm like oh that's so sweet like because part of being away from home is missing that connection yeah. right to family or community and it's created right there in the center which is so nice right yeah. and, and if if a student's not feeling their best you can tell and they can yeah. tell if you're not feeling your best too yeah. so it's it's really nice the the environment in there that is created and mm. and if we're struggling we struggle with the students and yeah. they struggle with us so it it's neat it's yeah. really neat um i i love the role i'm in right now i yeah. love it it's well we're great. really uh we're really happy that you're you're part of the centers team now and uh i i know i'm really happy and like uh it's made me really happy that they're there and just you know you see you see the effort right there's a uh, yeah I think students see it too. Like you just, the willingness you have to like, you just, something has to be done. You just do it. Or, you know, you're in there making breakfast or doing all those kind of things, right? Those things, these things, when you're in like a manager role, you're not, people wouldn't assume that you do right. Or you, it's not expected you do, but you're again, it's, it's that, that heart is there that you want it there to be there and to help them. And 
you're willing to do it. And to me, that that speaks volumes of like your, you know, if, if people question that indigeneity or whatever, like it's like no, like watch their actions, right? Mm-hmm. And for me, it's like it's real action based. It's like watch their actions and how people are. And I think for that is like it really speaks volumes. Well, thank you, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's like that's a pretty good amount i think for today to get a little bit intro and i think we'll I always kind of wanted to comment on your shirt yeah all right shout out to my boy chris over at dirt <laughs> label in royal oak michigan um biggie smalls bear Bi- biggie smalls bear shout out chris like i hope you send me some free stuff um <laughs> but other than that like uh i think we'll do this again i think this was a really good i just i just love having a conversation for you it feels so natural and just easy does, going does, hey? <laughs> and uh um, yeah, and I'm just really excited that you're part of our team here at the Thank you. Institute I'm of Indigenous Learning First Nation Center. Honored to be here. All right, awesome. Take care, guys. Later. <laughs>